0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You are listening to the
1: top-ranked fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Now, in today's episode, we answer fitness and health questions that are asked by our audience. But the way we open the episode is with Fun conversation. We talk about current events and studies and things that are interesting to us. Today's intro portion was about 41 minutes long. After that, we got into answering the fitness questions. Let me give you a quick rundown. So if you want to fast forward to your favorite part, you can totally do that. We open up by talking about uh, aged nut cheeses. Uh, oh, this is <laughs> just who a, doesn't like a good it, nut cheese? Introducing us to that. Then Adam brought up our number one Black Friday sale product. It was our... Mir Cups, um, and we still have some left over. I think we still have some Cup Zero mugs, um, but they're in the color of blue. Here's what you do, and you can get a discount by using our code. Go to mir.com, that's mii com forward slash mindpump, and then use the code mind pump. get 25% off your first order. Then I talked about more weird uh, regulations going on in the country. Apparently in Ohio, wrestlers can wrestle, but they can't shake hands.
2: Ugh. Just like uh, my brain scrambling.
1: Yeah, COVID only spreads by shaking hands, apparently. Yeah. Um. Then I talk about the mayor of Austin telling people not to travel while he's in Cabo. What a great do guy. Do as I say, not as I do. He's awesome. Adam brought up a super boring show on Netflix called Queen's Gambit. And then we talk about something fun, The Mandalorian. By the way, spoiler alert, we talk all about The Mandalorian. So yeah. you might want to fast forward that no part. No hate, fast forward. Then we talk about something that is going to be in the COVID vaccine called lucifer ace (laughs) it's kind of interesting that they named it that
2: yeah this is actually true
1: yeah this is a real thing uh then we talk about fans only uh this company is worth two billion dollars it's blowing up right now then we talk about the Mayweather-Logan-Paul fight. It's actually happening, ladies and Face gentlemen. Face palm. Boxing is jumping the shark, Yes. Uh, which leads me to talk about a cool fight league called X-Arm. This is arm wrestling with punches and kicks involved. Yeah, let's move over there. Really interesting. Then we talked about Airbnb going public soon. Interesting company you might want to look up. Then we talked about Viore. This is a company that we work with that makes some of the best-looking athleisure wear clothes you'll find anywhere. Comfortable, stylish, lifetime guarantee, and because you listen to Mind Pump, you get 25% off. The best. Here's what you do. Go to VioriClothing.com. That's V-U-O-R-I, clothing.com, forward slash Mind Pump. Use the code MP25 for 25% off. Then we got into the fitness questions. Here's the first one. This person wants to know what what we have advice for in terms of a quick and dirty warm-up. So quick and dirty warm-up. the quick and dirty. Right before you start your workout. What's a good one? The next question, this person says, when's a good time to use a lifting belt? And when should you not use a lifting belt? The third question, this person wants to know what the optimal way is to rest in between sets. Resting in between sets is very important for your results. So we talk about the best ways to do that. And the final question, this person wants to know, when we were trainers, what was our niche? What was our niche? Also, you know, mind pump Uh, is comprised of personal trainers. Uh, Myself, Adam, and Justin were trainers for over 20 years. And one thing that we do better than anything else, even better than podcasting, is write workouts. We're expert workout programmers. And we've designed quite a few workouts. All of them are called MAPS, but there's different MAPS programs for different goals and different people. These are legit workouts, okay? They're not just workouts designed to make you sweat or sore. They're actually programmed properly to get your body to respond to get your body to adapt, to build muscle strength, to boost your metabolism, to burn body fat, okay? Check out these programs. They're not your normal Instagram fitness celebrity crap workouts. Again, these are legit workouts that actually work. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com, look at the different workouts, find the one that works best for you, sign up. Follow the program for a full month. If it doesn't blow your mind, return it for a full refund. Again, you can find out more about all of our MAPS workouts at mapsfitnessproducts.com.
3: What do you guys think was the number one thing that we sold over uh, Black Big Black Friday? Stuff?
1: Oh, Justin's naked pictures. Wow. Those flew off the shelves. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. That was yeah. a big file you had to download, too. by the way. Okay. No, no. <laughs> yeah.
3: The, the, um, all the mirror cups flew. Oh, wow. Yeah. Finally, oh, your uh, first your uh, first cup doesn't count. What's it?
2: Yeah, cup zero. Cup, cup zero. zero.
3: Yeah, those did really well. Well, they
2: have cool colors uh, that they picked. Uh, you know, to kind of revamp those. I was excited about that. I got one for Courtney.
1: You know what those mirror cups are really valuable for? What's that? The uh, the temperature contrast of our damn studio. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is like okay. So if you ever if you're listening right now and you ever become a guest on Mind Pump, here's what you'll notice outside the studio freezing inside the studio balls hot as balls so outside freezing inside very, very so hot literally balls. The, it's just a one door
3: and the opposite is true in the summertime
1: and in the summer we switch it yeah yeah so it's, we're, <laughs> we're training our immune systems <laughs> yeah apparently on accident uh, it's like see. muscle confusion but yeah. uh yeah you with know, temperature yeah i'm like sweating that. like crazy right now but then i came in here in a jacket yeah. Or whatever. I
3: saw you. Guys, I saw you were you were last, or was D- Doug hasn't got his up there actually? For you, what I did the post on the Christmas trees in the forum. Uh, oh yeah, I did post mine. Up Doug there. doesn't have a Christmas tree. Oh you the Grinch, you fucking yeah. Grinch. He doesn't believe in he Christmas. Celebrate. Wow. It. Yes.
0: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Wow. I have a tree.
3: Oh, you are. Okay. <laughs> Do you really?
0: How come you didn't it it has a really nice one, actually. I, I bought a noble fir this year. Oh. I usually got the Douglas fir, you okay. know, for obvious reasons, but- yeah. I
1: don't know what the obvious reasons Jesus. are. My name's, name's Doug. Douglas, yeah. you dummy. Oh. <laughs> Doug Felt. <Doug Schultz. laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. But I feel noble this yeah, year. Yeah, you it's, felt regal. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah you, know, I, you know why I didn't know? Because he was talking to you, Adam, and you know so much about these trees. I remember last year, <laughs> you were breaking down all the Christmas trees. I'm like, I never do it. <laughs> why does he know so much about Christmas trees? I don't know why. He knows all why. the different he buys, ones. buys like three of them for his house. My well, favorite Christmas tree posted in the forum was the guy who decorated his weed plant. Did you see oh, that? Oh, that was so good. Yes, no, he wins. <laughs> he put lights around No, his, he wins. His that, wee was, bush. that was the best yeah. one for sure. Oh, that's a good you, one. We
3: had some, you know, it's so so mind pump-esque, right? That we have some of these nerds in here. We had somebody who had the uh Zelda tree. Then we had another one that had the Mar- oh, wow. the Mario Star on top. Oh, that's great. Oh, wow, that's so rad. That's a good time. Yeah.
1: So we put notes up on the screen sometimes for our episodes, and I can I am I want to know what aged nut cheese is. Yes. Yeah, is so, that you, Justin?
2: Yeah, bro. <laughs> I <figure. I've>,
1: he <laughs> posted He posted his story. What is it? This I year?
2: did so okay, I went to my parents' house and I was picking my kids up. They watched them for one of the nights of the weekend. Courtney and I got a date. <laughs> Everything was great. Uh, come over there. My mom always likes to leave me with stuff that, like, I don't know, she just acquires, like, food a lot. She knows, like, I eat gluten-free a lot, and so she's always looking for these, like, disgusting packaged food that say gluten-free. Like, here, you like this stuff. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Just because it says gluten-free? Usually just goes right into the trash, yeah. you know, when I get home. Uh, but, yeah, there was no exception with this. I, I actually tried this cheese. It's a cheese. It's called, uh, 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 was it, Age, aged Nut cheese. So it's basically like nut uh instead of dairy. There's no dairy and it's nut cheese. But I was like, nut cheese? <laughs> like, just wait, wait, wait. Thinking. There's no dairy in it. It's made no with, dairy. It's, it's made, made with nuts. nuts. You can make cheese
3: without dairy? I I was like. I didn't even
2: know that was possible. Oh, my God. And so I had to try it. You it could I, do anything. It was so disgusting. It was like it, it had the consistency of like if you hardened some kind of a butter, you know, like because, you know... I'll, nuts you're gonna make like a peanut butter so imagine like freezing that so you can get it to kind of get the consistency of like kind of a sliced cheese and then it just dissolves sort of in your mouth Uh. and then it's got a cheese aftertaste and i was just like wow i'm so confused
1: how well does your mom know you like you're a cheese fanatic it's gluten you can't eat why would she give you that Uh, dude i I,
2: I can't make sense out of it
1: (laughs) i didn't know that existed i didn't know that
2: I did. That's what I was trying to describe. It's it's weird. It's like it just it, it confuses you.
1: Yeah, they probably took uh nut butter and then fermented it. Yeah. And then that is that it right there? Yeah. Oh, what but, is that? I mean, it,
2: it, hands down this this has the worst name of all time. Dude, who wants like Hey bro, can you pass me some nut cheese? No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. If a guy let ever me gobble asked,
1: up that nut cheese, I don't know about you guys, but if any of my friends ever said that, it's all no, yeah, <laughs> hard no. That's a hard pass. Dis- uh, yeah, disgusting. I've tried fake cheese before, and uh, it's terrible. There's no fake cheese I've ever had that tastes like real cheese. Like and like the- Velveeta. Oh, well, that's different. Oh, yeah, 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 but Velveeta they hit the, the they hit the processed <laughs> no. miracle. It's with that, like though. plastic, dude. Yeah, but you it's eat good that for on fondue. You eat that on nachos, though. Uh, oh my yeah. god, like, I, 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 it's it's good, good for fondue. fondue. Yeah, you yeah. you guys ate Velveeta like crazy,
3: right, Adam? Of course, they. You know, you get that at like the uh, you know the what are those called? I don't even remember what we used to call when you go to the. Um, you wait in line, you get free free groceries and free food. And so that Velveeta cheese is like commonly in there. Really? Yeah. yeah. And now it came in like a block. You know, it came in yeah, it came in in a, bo- a blue box, I remember a blue box like this, and it like like it looks like a little mini fire log. Yeah. And what do you do?
1: You just slice it? Well, we
3: it? would we used it for like a fondue. My mom used to always make a fondue
1: out of it. So yeah. you just get a pot, heat it up in there? Yeah, yeah, and you dip your bread in it. Super healthy. She just has, like hard yeah. oil. <laughs> and that's yeah. dinner? Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> We got some uh, bread and some cheese. Oh my god, dude! Dip think, it in there. Gross. I
3: think, I think back to like some of our, like our, health, <laughs> our our healthy meals were like fried fried chicken and mashed potatoes and gravy was like our healthy. meal. That's
1: actually delicious.
3: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that's one of the best yeah, tasting no, things you get down for sure. That's
1: pretty damn good. Hey, um, so things are getting kind of weird out there. Did you guys hear about the rules in Ohio for wrestlers? What? what? Okay. Oh, I did Here's the, hear this. See, this is the shit that you makes- You can
3: wrestle, but you can't shake their hand afterwards.
1: This is It's so... <laughs> this... almost
3: as ridiculous when I see Come the on, when I see the, ma- the married couples walking by themselves, like their dog, both wearing their masks. Oh, like, and then, wait then they, they say... pretend to kiss with their well, stupid masks. I'm like, wait, I, this, doesn't, this doesn't make sense to me. You're all by yourself. There's nobody within 100 yards of you. You're walking yeah. your dogs together. There's two of you. You obviously are a married couple, like holding hands and stuff like that, and you're both wearing masks. It doesn't make any sense to me. People Uh, who wear masks is just
2: illogical. The whole environment is riddled with illogical thoughts.
3: It's
1: insane. People who wear masks by themselves uh, probably wear condoms when they jerk off. It's the same strategy. Like you're not protecting (laughs) anybody or yourself. I don't get it. But no, this this highlights the. Insanity of the rules. I wish they would be more consistent because the inconsistencies is what makes people not follow any of them. You're wrestling. The last time I checked, wrestling was uh, touching a lot of grabbing and touching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My face is on your ass and your or your face, and we're sweating on each other. Oh, Don't yeah. shake hands though.
2: No, we can't shake any other. Don't hands. do that. That's yeah. yeah, that's how you get it.
1: Did you guys see the Austin Mayor getting big in uh, in hot water? No. He was. <laughs> I'm overwatching news. Oh, dude. No, this is know, great. This Ugh. has
2: been. Dra- I'm seriously going mental over this. Stuff. Oh, you'll love this one, Justin. Okay.
1: So he great. filmed, like, he was talking to the people of Austin and he's like, hey, you know, don't travel this holiday season. It's very dangerous. Everybody stay home. Filming it from Cabo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you guys stay
3: right there. Okay. Did, was it obvious or did somebody like call him out? No, like, he got called did... out. Oh, my God. And then
1: he
2: apologized later. Really? Yeah, he was in Cabo. This is so stupid. There's so many examples that's of that. That's epic. The, 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 the most, like, the hardest governors, mayors, like, they're not doing any of these rules. Yeah,
1: dude, look at him. That's his, that's his video. He was in Cabo while he was recording the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> what a piece of
2: shit. I know. What I know. a
1: massive... Piece of shit! It's just hypocrisy I, what, so everywhere. What I, what I
3: don't understand is wh- if you're doing something like that, right? Or if like you're Gavin and you
2: have the like, why even come out and even say anything? Like, why not just keep your mouth shut? Because they like, want to sound self righteous. They, they want to sound like they have everybody's like well intentioned. Where's the common sense in that though? Tell me. Okay, so you're 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 told. Maybe you're
3: told, right? Maybe someone calls you up and says, "Hey, you know, you need to you need the new to, world order." Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, lizard yeah. people. Yeah, call the, 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 people the people are lizard you people do. call and say you need to put this out, there, and you're like. <laughs> Fuck, I'm in Cabo right now. This is not a good time. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, don't you? Doesn't that like cross pretty your, convenient? Doesn't that cross your mind? Yeah. No, it uh, doesn't. I mean, couldn't he have pre-recorded it? You know? Right.
2: I mean, right. Exactly. Come or on. Change the background what, or something. What a complete Green screen it. Yeah, what exactly. A
1: complete moron. No, it's just it's infuriating. It's completely infuriating. I'm sorry. You got it. It's like imagine like you're telling your kid. You're like, hey man, don't do drugs, and you're doing drugs at the same time. Yeah, it's, while you're it's your mainlining
2: over there in the corner.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it's not a good example. Hey,
3: all. I watched uh, Doug. Doug always has the best recommendation. So when you guys leave work, Doug and I sit and talk about like TV shows. That we you guys bond. That's that's yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, share you guys, with you guys. Yeah. We're like those guys watch way too much nerdy TV. What do you mm. What are you watching, Doug? Yeah. What are you watching, Adam? Mm. Uh, Doug uh, turned me on to Queen's Gambit. And that's not nerdy, so yeah, yeah, sound, that's yeah. not nerdy at all. So good. Yeah, the name doesn't sound all about chess. <laughs> that's not nerdy at all.
1: Queens Gambit. That sounds yeah. exciting. Yeah, so real, good. Yeah. Real what's, manly. It, what's it about? I, I is have... it about queens and gambit? Yeah, it's about chess,
3: and it was really good. It was really really. Good. It's well written. That's why mm-hmm. it really is. Yeah, about Yeah, Courtney chess? loved it yeah. actually.
2: Yeah. Oh, she watched it. Yeah, she watched the whole thing. So it. did you not st- watch it? No, she watched it without me. She's like, you probably wouldn't like this.
3: Like, ah, okay. All right. No, it's so good. So what's the story about? So it's a it's about a girl who's an orphan who learns how to play chess from a janitor and then ends up being a world-class chess player.
0: Mm. and it's kind
3: of like her story and uh, how she becomes this mm-hmm. world. And during a time, what, what's the era, Doug? you uh, 30s it's,
0: No, it's around the 1950s 50s okay. Mm. so around
3: the 50s and so you know there's at that point there's like not even a woman playing chess at that level, right? Yeah, I
0: think 50s and 60s. Yeah,
1: so it's a cool story. It's a really, really good I story. Was, I was busy watching Alien Worlds on Netflix. Did yeah, you watch that yet, Justin? I did watch a little bit. Tell me that <laughs> one. <course. laughs> <See>, of course. <laughs> it, so, was, it was trippy. perfect transition. It was trippy. Dude, Alien Worlds. So you know what it is? It's so, Okay, so here's what's crazy. When I was a kid, uh, when I was like 12, my uncle, my godfather, right? And he always bought me things that um, were really cool. And he got me this book on alien planets, on what scientists could uh, imagine aliens would be like on different planets. So like on this planet with lots of gravity, what would the life look like? Mm -hmm. On this planet where there's these types of gases, what would the aliens look like? So I had this book and I loved it when I was a kid. Anyway, the show on Netflix is the same thing, but even better because the technology is better. They have better speculations. So they have
2: artists rendering all these like animals and like kind of merging primates with like all these other characteristics of their environment. It's interesting.
1: Oh, so rad, dude. So you're watching it and it's like watching Animal Planet, but on a fictitious... Planet it totally made up, yeah. totally made up. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot. Justin Adams like, it yeah. about it. At all. Oh. Yeah,
3: oh. no, that's what Doug and I talk about. I mean, every <laughs> once in a while we all align, right? There's, there's show, like Mandalorian. There's nobody in here that doesn't oh, like Mandalorian, right? Please. Bro. Just, Doug, you're a fan. It. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I mean, we're like there's certain shows that I think just. I think it hit all of us really well, and then there's stuff that like you guys like, and there's stuff I think Doug and I can like. we totally. can we talk
1: about Mandalorian? It, can, can we or are we best episode I yet? I feel
2: like it because you know I, I looked on their if Instagram you're a real... and they're, they're, they they show all the spoilers potentially or whatever Look, they're putting it out. there.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna do some spoilers. Come but on, it's if, Tuesday. If you're a real fan, you should yeah, it's, seen it it's by now. Tuesday. It's Actually,
0: Thursday. Oh, it's well, Thursday. It's actually, yeah. Thursday, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Doug. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> had a few days buffer there. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on, give it,
3: Doug. If you're a week behind on Mandalorian, you're not that big of a fan. So how it's good true.
1: how good was the last episode? Oh,
3: that was my favorite one yet. Dude. Yeah, I'll be so, honest. All 32 minutes. Yeah. That made I know, sad.
2: right? That was the only thing like, ooh, just cut us high and dry. Dude, no. but when
1: they showed Boba? Yeah. I was like, did you jump out of your chair? I didn't know
2: if they're going to bring him back, you know, because there was all this like, so you get the uh, uniform or you get the uh, uh, armor and whatnot, and the, the other guy had it. And I'm just like, oh man, it would been cool if like they brought Boba Fett back, but I didn't want it to be like contrived. You know? I didn't so want it to I be mean, just like forced in there.
3: I, I didn't know that was him until this morning when you guys brought that up. Was even I watching so, the episode, you didn't realize yeah. you he think, said that he like, said his multiple name. times. He did? Yeah.
1: Like four times.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember him saying his name. Yeah. How much weed did you have before yeah. you watched well, it that? <laughs> yeah. This is possible. <laughs> <laughs> this is possible. No. Yeah, because- I didn't. I guess you just have to be so into all that stuff
2: to remember all. I don't. I didn't remember. You that. do have to do a little research, and that's. I think that's maybe a knock for your just average watcher and viewer. Uh, but it's. I think it's really cool that they're tying in all these things because it just brings more depth.
1: Now that weapon that he was wielding, the like the staff or whatever. Oh, did yeah, he have that cool. in the previous one? No, I don't think so. I don't I remember that I don't either. Remember it? Yeah. That thing was awesome. He was, that was sick. He, he was, was shattering doing some damage with that thing. Yeah, he was shattering the the. What are they called the stormtroopers? There you go they're okay. helmets. Yeah, by the way, can stormtroopers ever hit anything? It's never it's no. never happened. No, of course not. Well, actually,
2: I, I was watching in Mando, The you know, he was getting hit a few times, but he has the best car, so they kind of did That's that. That's the
1: only time they have good ar- a good aim.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just
1: straight on. He wasn't so even, like, avoiding it. Hey, I got some conspiracy stuff to bring up. Oh, boy. Do the music. Conspiracy music. Pew, pew, pew. So this is uh, pretty funny to me. So I, my uncle is, like, this huge conspiracy theory guy right and he's telling me about oh so it runs in the family a little bit yeah so well he's a okay remember he's a a a chinese uh medicine guy so he he's uh he can do he can he's certified in chinese medicine he's got a wellness and he this is before it was cool so remember he was doing the ship in the 70s and 80s yeah sure so he's always like weary of anything that's mainstream skeptical so every time he sends me stuff, something I'm I look it up first. Like he's he sent me stuff before like, you know, this copper bracelet balances out your whatever and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, he sent me this thing and he said, "Do you know that the vaccine's going to contain this uh, this enzyme in it, this bioluminescence enzyme and the name of the enzyme is lucif- luciferase, luciferase. Luciferase. Really? Like, yeah. like, like... Lucifer ace. <laughs> really? <laughs>
2: That's the actual thing. I Like I, I can't believe it. Like it's like it's just like so
3: in your face. So okay, knowing you, you go deep into something. So after when you saw that, did you go read about it? Like what yes. how, did it, how does something like that end up?
1: Because it's bioluminescence. Um, so apparently, this enzyme can make things uh, illuminate. And so the now here's what the conspiracy theories uh, theorists are saying that when you get this particular vaccine, the COVID vaccine, which by the way, they're talking about administering it, not the traditional way with an injection, but rather, have you seen these things? They look like little band-aids with tiny, tiny, tiny needles. Mm. So you'll get it in the mail. You'll put it on your arm. It's like the, uh,
3: the uh,
1: what's it called? The little
3: white, the patch,
1: the uh, glucose monitor. That's Even the, smaller. Continual
3: glucose monitor. Oh. Even smaller. Oh,
1: wow. So it's like tons and tons of these little tiny needles that they uh, have copied the fangs of uh, like a cobra. Uh, Based off, but they're really, really small. You put it on your arm, and they're saying that the the conspiracy theorists are saying that you'll be able to see if you've had the vaccine by passing a light over your arm because you'll get the bioluminescence. But the name is hilarious. If you're a conspiracy theorist and someone's like, hey, here's something we're going to inject into you that you're already like totally feel like is a conspiracy, and then it's called Lucifer Ace. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so just a few questions with this, right?
2: So you, you say you have this bioluminescence in your system. How long does that
1: stay in your system? How long can you even scan? Like the, the, the logistics of that doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. But then apparently there's nanotechnology that they'll that they'll put in there, right? And all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I watched a whole. Yeah. I, I watched the whole fun video on it. So I mean, what's your prediction? What do you guys think?
3: Do you think it's going to be like a so? They do you think it's not gonna be mandatory, but then there's gonna be lots of private businesses that require it in order to have access? Like That's what I think. Mm. That's what it's gonna look like. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't think it'll be mandatory um unless a lot of people don't get it. And here's this no, okay, now let's throw away the conspiracy hat now. You're right. Legit. Like if I was <laughs> if I was in control of public policy, especially in a country like a uh, like America, I would not make it mandatory because i feel like that would it's unconstitutional well not that. just that that would really believe it or not the supreme court ruled a long time ago that they could mandate vaccines that's crazy i know but anyway here's a deal if you want a whole segment of the population to not get a vaccine and to fight tooth and nail just make it mandatory yeah you know cuz you're just going to make it make them Dig their heels in. Right. Yeah, why put any nefarious
2: kind of like intent? Why, why not? Like, it's something that you want people to go get, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's 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 have that as an option and have everybody celebrate it.
1: Yeah. So I feel like that would be worse. Now, let's say the the vaccine comes out okay. and a lot of people don't get it, and for a while, then maybe what they would do is something like because um, I don't know if the federal government would have the they don't have necessarily the power to do that. States could do it. States could say you have to have a mandatory vaccine because they have the you know the, the state police and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could foresee them saying stuff like you're not allowed to fly. Um, some states may say you need to have proof of vaccine to enter into our state or to leave the state or to attend public school or to get public checks or that kind of stuff. I could see that kind of stuff later on. Mm. But I don't know how they would make it like – Besides that, mandatory. Yeah, what's
2: okay? So dude, why call it Luciferase? You're still on that. <laughs> huh? Like, What <clears> an <throat> asshole! Like, well, I think it's kind of. They just want all the like real like yeah like religious people out there to just freak out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're like they're in the background laughing. Yeah, <laughs> you just
2: got the mark of the beast.
1: Yeah, let's name it like yeah, <laughs>
3: New World Order eggs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, let's <laughs> be honest. You if you two were scientists, you would do some shit like that. You don't act like you what? wouldn't do That's that. That's like an <laughs> asshole move. No, you think like an Easter? An egg. Asshole move. It is an Easter egg. You. Would totally do Easter that. Egg. You'd be like, "This is gonna be funny as shit, right yeah, here." We're huh? gonna name it this. These <laughs> idiots, they'll put it in anyways.
1: <laughs> We're call- the new vaccine is called Commie COVID <laughs> <laughs> or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, watch this. Yeah, watch uh, everybody freak out. No, the bar- wait a minute. The bar- you bamboozled code- me. The barcode for the vaccine is six six six. I know, right? Like, come on, man. They do that shit. You're on. Just like emphasizing all this hysteria. Yeah, oh. it's pretty. It's pretty annoying. <laughs> you guys,
3: hey, well, go, right, go right. ahead.
1: I was gonna talk about the fans only. The, um, oh, did yeah. Did you see that?
2: I did see that. I did see
3: that. That's a billion dollar. I told you. I've been saying that for a long time when that first started out. So happening. it's a
1: specific company that does that? Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. No, they're, they're raking it in. And they make 20%. So I, I didn't, until I read that article, I didn't know what, how, the, I was like, how, how are they making their money? Yeah. So they're making 20%. I was like, that's crazy, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. just by hosting. So what did
1: the article say? $2 billion? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so I, I
2: mean, th- just a few of those, right? The one you mentioned that was like used to be a Disney star yeah. that like converted over. Made, Bella Thorne. Yeah, millions. Like, I know
1: in, in a few days. So, so basically, what? Help me out yeah. with this, Adam. I know. I, I feel like I need
3: to join so I can. I'm better educated on one of these. So. Oh, I thought you did yeah. already. No, yeah. I, don't I don't mind know. that. I have not. So I what, got one up just for my
2: feet.
1: Yeah. yeah so, Just fans if you, guys only. Want, if you guys want
2: to check it out.
3: Yeah. I got but,
2: hammer toes. Yeah. It's, it's a very niche market. But the, but yeah. the
1: way it works is opposite. Yeah. You pay me to not you see You pay this. me. <laughs> I can send it
2: to your coworkers. <laughs> you know, you do whatever you want with it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a gift that keeps giving.
1: Friday is Big, to, big, big Toe Friday. <laughs> I try and
2: articulate them, you know, on Fridays. Tuesday oh, is Yellow toenail Tuesday. Gross. Yeah.
1: Disgusting. No, so how does it work? They host this and then they allow you to connect with fans they pay you so they process the whole thing essentially you go on there you sign up they take care of everything and then you just they just take 20% yeah
3: i mean i'm i'm I, from what i'm aware of I, re, I really don't have access to one so i don't know but i, I should i feel like uh <laughs> for uh, research purposes yeah so this is for the podcast what are you looking at like oh, what's really going on in this there this is for podcast content honey uh, relax we're, we're uh, yeah no journalist. i think it's um <laughs> I think it's real similar to any like paid wall uh you know like a patreon or anything like that where you just you pay you, and because the 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 consumer excuse me the creator uh decides how much they want to charge so you could justin's toes are probably worth i don't know twenty dollars a month i'd say yeah more so than that. right right well to not see them doug's nudes might be worth more like fifty dollars a month oh, or whatever. Yeah. so you it's have smooth, it's called smoothnudes.com. Yeah, yeah. smooth <laughs> <nudes>. smooth <laughs>
2: smooth smooth <laughs>
1: Yeah, does a lot wow. of fresh cr- videos. Wow! <laughs> if you ask them, Smoothdudes.com <laughs> smooth, smooth forward slash pink. smooth. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, get your first three months free. Yeah, right? but that's that's a brilliant business model. It's honestly, two oh no. billion, and they don't. I mean, they're just hosting everything. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, and I
3: don't even. So I, what I don't know because I'm not again not on there. I don't know if there's like a big advertising on it yet or not, or it's they're making that money mm. just from hosting these creators. Cause obviously
1: you're trafficking that many people through there. It opens up a huge potential for uh, advertising. Well, too. so think about it this way. Let's say you're a B list celebrity. You're not, you're not a list, right? You're B list. So you're in movies and then your acting career is kind of starting to dry up. Mm. Easy way to make millions of dollars. Well, easy. shit, you don't
3: even need to be that. I mean, you don't need to be an actor. You just, just got to be hot. You just got to be, yeah, good-looking Instagram Well, person. yeah,
1: but if you're... good-looking Instagram
3: person and it has got a few hundred thousand followers is already making big money. Yeah,
1: yeah but if you're, like, somewhat known, people are more... They, they want to see the person that they've seen on TV. I don't, you know, it. are, like I, Hollywood
3: aren't we in the shift right now? I mean, is Hollywood that famous
2: anymore? I I don't think
3: so. Like, I, I feel like if you picked a... I bet if you grabbed a uh, 20-year-old kid and said, name me 10 famous actors and or 10 Instagram stars. Or YouTube celebrities. Yeah, right. Or like YouTube.
2: Like, I bet you they could- 100%, dude. It's all shifted to YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, for instance, the Logan Paul thing. Look at this, dude. Now he's got, you know, he's signed, like- Mayweather agreed to this, bro. I could not believe. I'm just that. like I'm
1: done. So I'm going to say this, okay? So remember this episode. By the way, Adam. You, okay. Okay. Yeah. Remember yeah. this. episode. <laughs> you concede now. It, uh, it appears you may have been right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, only, I,
3: mean, yeah, I don't even get like a full like you were right. It's just like no. a, that appears, it, it appears. It appears. It appears maybe it's
1: trending in very that direction. Likely. We have it's to very count. Likely. We have to recount the ballots. But it looks like <laughs> yeah. you're the projected winner of that yeah, opinion. That could take months. No, <laughs> so. so. I mean. I mean, um mm. this is crazy to me mayweather agreed to fight logan paul in an exhibition Ugh. now if i'm a boxer like just, and i've been fighting my in and getting punched and doing all that shit for years yeah. i would be i would be
3: so mad yeah you know i, I it, it's interesting that mayweather took that because it, isn't it kind of making
1: a mockery of the sport yes
3: I mean, it if it, if this was any other sport, you would you would feel like it was almost disrespectful, right? I yeah. feel like for boxing, oh, is.
1: for boxing purists, Mayweather is ruining. In my opinion, he's ruining. You know, his we bank.
3: should call up our buddy Tony. It's been a while since we talked to Tony. Tony'd be a good person to ask questions around. Like he's this been now. doing videos about all this. Oh, too. he's annoyed. By it. Oh, he Tyson has fights and, and oh, all I haven't, that stuff I haven't, been, I haven't caught up on his. Stuff he's annoyed anymore. by it. Oh mm-hmm. he of is. of course. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. That's right. Oh, he's thinking. a purist. I mean yeah. he's an Olympian. Well I know, exactly. So it's kinda it's it is a total. You know why? Monopoly. Because
1: Mayweather's not agreeing to fight any real boxers. You know? <laughs> so-, so if you're a real boxer, you and you're good, you want to fight him and he's saying no to everybody and he's agreeing to fight Yeah.
2: Logan Paul, which so it's all about the money is what he's basically putting out but there. We've
1: always known that, right? Yeah, he's and I mean, he's, he's never been that, and guy. he's never tried to hide that either. has his, in his defense. But I mean, when your name, because Mayweather, let's be honest, you're one of the greatest boxers of all time, he really is. Yeah, but when you put his name up there with all the other greats, it's going to tarnish. His name, and then again for the people in the sport, that's got to be infuriating. The love, the people who love the sport, but look, you know, it's, a, it's yeah, but a. doesn't he
2: have a lot of money? Like, like, what is he spent at all? Like, why the the, the need for
1: it? Well, I, mean, I don't think he's got good money management. Yeah, let's be honest. Have you well, seen some of his videos? Yeah. <laughs> I have. Yeah. How yeah. Many, didn't he bet like I don't know how many They're millions of crazy. dollars on some other stupid shit and lost? Yeah, that guy's yeah. got so much money coming yeah. in. So, many so ones, here's though. what I hope happens. I hope he goes in the ring with Logan Paul and then actually kicks his ass. Uh, but I have a feeling he's going to fuck with him well no to make it fun look
3: at look what happened with him and uh and connor yeah
1: he'll let him get his shots like
3: that's and he'll dance around he'll fight how he's fought every fight like that's i mean mayweather is not the type to come in put his head down and just go you know tyson somebody somebody out
2: yeah he's really knock people.
3: No, what he's what he's famous for is being able to elude punches so that's what he's gonna do is he's gonna go on because i mean he's a master of what's
1: their weight difference Oh, yeah, he's got to be way bigger, Oh, Logan yeah,
3: Logan Paul's got to have at least sixty pounds on him. Yeah. so hey, they're not even in the same weight class, but he feel I'm sure Mayweather knows that he can go in there. And get the kid to miss
2: punch after punch after yeah. punch. And, and you then. just tie him up and turn his back to him and do all that shit that we what saw
1: I, last what time. What I
3: am interested, you know, and here's the thing. Like, that's just it. Like, there's a part of me that will watch it, dude. Of course. Yeah, that's, you know, and we're not
1: alone. Now, here's the deal. Logan I'll Paul, Logan, if you're Logan Paul, your goal is to go in there and put him to sleep. Because oh. if you knock out Mayweather, oh my God, right? So he's going to go in oh, there and God. he's going to try. You imagine? He's going to try uh. hard. Now, you guys realize that this... this is what the movie Rocky was based off of, right? This actually happened with to Ali. Ali did a fight with a kind of no name guy. I think Chuck Wepner was the guy's name. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. you ever watched a documentary on him? Uh,
3: Great documentary, probably. Yeah, yeah. Look that up, Doug. What the? There's a there's a name. Uh, it's I don't know if it's called his uh, Chuck Wepner's uh, uh, documentary or it has a different name. He has a different name. Really good documentary. Yeah, because Chuck
1: Webner's nickname was the Bronkton Bleeder. So you know he wasn't the greatest (laughs) boxer of all time. (laughs) But he went in, Muhammad Ali, obviously the greatest boxer of all time, one of the greatest, was playing with him and Webner caught him and knocked him on his butt. And then Ali put a beating on him, but beat the guy, and the guy would not go down. Yeah.
2: So he gained the respect of the crowd.
1: And this is this is the so Sylvester Stallone, a young Sylvester Stallone, was watching this fight, and that's what inspired him to write the story for Rocky because that's the story of Rocky right yeah, Rocky's right. an exhibition Pretty bout much. and Creed is like "This is, a, you know, I'm going to kick this guy's ass and yeah. end up beating him for 15 rounds and couldn't put him down uh, oh it's called the real Rocky
3: uh, maybe that's what it is wow yeah yeah that was really good yeah really really good
1: yeah. so but I don't know man there's a whole big there's a whole it's a whole other universe when you go from like you know Logan Paul who can punch hard to world class uh, yeah. So what do you think it's
3: going to do to the sport of boxing, though? You, you think it's going to completely change it, or do you think it's going to open up a different, you know, a whole different, like, uh, league? That Boxing's been hurting for a long time, yeah. let's be honest. No, it has. And, and, and of course, MMA has really uh, like the last, accelerated that, right? The
1: last big, like, bo- like, boxers that really pulled people was, like, what, Pacquiao? I'm trying to think right now. Who's the last boxer yeah, where Everybody I mean, triple G
2: is amazing to watch, but nobody's watching. I don't, no, I don't feel like. No. Well, I, think,
3: think of how all sports have evolved. Like you, you basketball. It's like the the, the crazy pass and the the dunk. You know, uh, f- uh, football is now. I mean, we're just, I was just watching Mahomes as uh, like record that he's setting right now for how many passing yards and so many games consecutive. Like it wasn't even that long ago in the NFL <clears throat> that it was all run, run, run. Just put mm-hmm. it. Now it's like pass like crazy. So this all sports like evolve to what's more entertaining for you? Home yeah. runs in baseball, drove all the, the Sammy Sosa, McGuire thing, right? Boxing hasn't really changed that much. MMA was the closest
2: thing that's kind of evolved that are changed. That's an interesting that. thought because that was what saved uh from the lockout, you yeah. know, with, with baseball. That's what saved the sport was the home run race. That's, yeah, that's and what they're all remember,
1: remember they're all funded by spectators. So yeah. it's all the audience is really driving yeah. what they do. And but the, we uh,
2: wanted these super fights with like experienced world-class boxers. Maybe they're older and past their prime, but like that was sort of a thing. But now okay. it's like YouTube star with old, you know, world-class boxers. Weird. It's kind of the, just the natural evolution. I feel like you're probably
1: right yeah I feel like you know what would be good then in that case thinking right now let's just imagine you were going to start a fight company I bet if you started a fight company it's somewhere in the world and made it the the non-drug tested fight League or that, whatever. That would be awesome. I feel like everybody would watch yeah. that. All of our that fighters used to be pride. right? Yeah, none of our fighters uh, are drug tested. They could take whatever <laughs> they want, you know, and they get in the cage. Be like, oh my god, I want to watch uh, that. Yeah. All yeah. these monsters out. Yeah. After- I mean, if you're
3: just an if you're a uh, uh, you have you know nothing about the sport of boxing, and which is what, what percentage of people that watch the sport do you think are like super fans versus people that are just entertained by what they're what they see? Yeah, you're right. And if you're if you fall in that category, then just watching big name people you know fight each other is more interesting to you just you know sitting there with your buddies going like oh i wonder if he'll beat him and talking shit like that's more entertaining than actually watching the sport and seeing like all the little i
1: mean truth be told Hmm. we're all gonna watch mayweather fight logan i guarantee it
2: i mean i'm not paying for it
3: you know i'll get one of you guys to pay for
1: it yeah Yeah, yeah just, I don't. I mean, know. I'm not I want to watch. It. I mean, I'm. I'm. In, I'm
3: curious, right? Like, I'm really curious to. Uh, just as I was curious about the Connor fight, right? I
2: was. I was. Curious. Oh, I was definitely in on that one, but that had the same kind of thing. So everybody's going crazy over that.
3: That what I'm. What what uh, what I'm wondering is how I will feel about this when It's very normal. Where there's always. Yeah, some, right
1: now there's a lot of novelty. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot yeah. of
3: novelty around it. It's it, but after you, we've seen enough pro boxers like Mayweather probably whoop the shit out of you know the Logan and Jake Pauls that are just dabbling. In this, mm-hmm. you know, will that like not pull the average person after five? After we've seen five of these things,
1: true. You know? Well, hey, if you want novelty, watch the MMA leagues in Russia. You will see <laughs> shit you can't even imagine. I know they're
2: the most crazy. Like some of those sports where they're fighting on like levels, so they have like structures that they jump <laughs> yeah. on top of and then they jump
1: down. They fight on top of they structure. Have gang down. fights. Yeah, there'll be like one big dude against four smaller guys. They just did one, I think, two weeks ago. Dude, they fight with. Sword. And, and shields? They have real weapons and real armor. And then there was one I just watched. It was a couple weeks ago. It was a big, he looked like a sumo wrestler. It's like a big 450, 500 pound guy. Fought a woman in the ring. What? In Russia. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my God. And she kicked his ass, actually. Oh, no! wow. Yeah, she did. That's awesome. So if you Where wanna, do you watch this? Just go on YouTube, dude. Uh, go on YouTube, look up Russian MMA, whatever. And you'll don't, see don't fuck around over there. the weirdest shit you've ever seen in your entire life. Something really like, like anything they have an arm wrestling league where there's two ways to win you either beat the guy in arm wrestling or you knock him out so they they grab <laughs> what yeah <laughs> you can punch him How have you like, never brought this up so they grab hand they strap your hands together right yeah, and then they that's say hilarious. and then you have an MMA glove in the other hand and they Shut, go that is not real I swear to god and they go ready go and then they touch <laughs> <punch laughs> each other up and arm what oh, you gotta look this up?
3: I want to watch that. <laughs> I know that sounds amazing. They, okay, so the arm wrestling arm that they're so arm you rus- can pin their arm. That's K, how you K, win, K, so or you the, knock the guy out. And they tape,
1: they tape you together. They like yeah, they strap the hands together.
3: Okay, and then you're just they're just, and so you have two ways of winning: either one, you can't back out. doing the the arm, you know, pinning him in arm wrestling, yes. or two, knocking him out. Yes,
2: I'm probably more concerned with knocking him out. Oh,
3: wow, yeah. oh
2: my
3: God. <laughs> and and I, I wonder like,
2: how, so did, their elbows fixed in
3: there? I like, don't remember exactly. Yeah, because I feel like you right away, if like you're throwing punches, you're like you're gonna pull back. Here, I think Doug, Dude, that
1: is melee. I think right. Doug fi- uh, found it. Let's uh, let's see it. I need to see this. Oh, X-arm. X arm, X arm, extreme arm wrestling greatest hits yeah this (laughs) is oh yeah oh yeah it's the great it's the it's the most insane why have you never brought this up before you know i might have had brought it up a long time ago. we should watch
3: this together
1: yeah Yeah. it's uh well it's after you watch two of them it's you know what they're gonna kind of get it really i still think it would be entertaining as shit look look at
3: this where is this is so this is in russia you said
1: um i don't know if this was in russia or the u.s
2: well, this, I, I mean, the technique should be kind of similar when, when you're, uh, you know, in hockey where they have to grab the jersey just to, to keep stabilized and hit with the other arm.
1: It, now, if it's in the U.S., it's probably in a in, on a uh, Native American reservation. That's where they do all the crazy stuff, right? <laughs> it's all like the crazy own. stuff. Well, yeah, because they don't have to follow the same. Right. Yeah, fast forward. To, yeah, uh, Yeah. give me this. Oh, some- oh no. No. <laughs> This guy's bro. Oh my god! Watch this. I know. I'm gonna see one. Okay. So they, okay. Who signs up for hey, this?
3: Oh, That's, so they, they, yeah, they, it's a special kind of guy. Even the hand. Wow, they can throw elbows. Ooh, elbows? Oh yeah.
1: You could. You could. You could kick the guy. How do you kick when they're across? Ready? Look. Watch. 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 <laughs> watch this. I mean, <laughs> they <talking laughs> each other, bro. I mean, <laughs> he he throw throw let's. He's arm barring him. He's arm barring He arm the guy. Yeah. This what? Is, how do you score that? I don't know, dude. Wow! Now here's a yeah. This is so. If you ever want to see what the the extreme look at kicks. Oh, in the head. Oh, oh, oh. oh, dude.
2: Okay, don't don't lean down. You get kicked in the face. Yeah.
1: If you yeah. ever want to see the difference, like a stark difference between men and women, you, this right here. Like I don't. Yeah. This is a this is like a stupid guy idea right, right here. But it sounded like a good idea. Yeah, no. This Immediately.
2: is a, wow. This is
1: great. Yeah. yeah it's terrible. Oh, well, go to sleep. Yeah.
3: yeah so I, okay, what, what's weird to me is that as soon as the, the the referee lets go of the hands and it's go time, it really turns into an MMA fight with, with your hand tied to the guy you're fighting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You kind of leave that little table. The table is like useless. <laughs> yeah. Right.
3: I feel like the arm wrestling part is like,
2: <laughs> oh,
1: that dude just got cleaned yeah, out. That's it. I know. Isn't that terrible? And he's
2: still tied to him. You're like celebrating or he's just like dangling. <laughs> yeah,
1: isn't that terrible? I didn't even know that was a thing. That's a thing, dude. That's wow. A- yeah. Hey, I'm gonna transition to something Whew. really cool. I wanted to bring this up. Uh, did you know Airbnb is gonna be going public? Yes. Because I know oh, you're such a huge fan. Yes.
3: Man. Yeah, that's uh soon too, right? Yes, real. I I think
1: it's going to be coming up here in the next few weeks. I want to say.
3: I actually had that in my notes to bring up. It was like I saw an article maybe a week or two ago, um, and I think which is crazy because they took a big hit uh, with uh, COVID. They did,
1: but I think they're going. I don't think they're going anywhere though. No, they're not going anywhere. No, of course not. No, someone was asking me investment advice uh, in my DMs, and I want to be on. I mean, here's the deal: I have a lot of family members. Is what they do for a living, so I learned just through them but the best piece of advice i ever got was to invest in things that i know about because that helps you ride the waves mm-hmm. so if you invest in a company that you really understand and know about then you're okay with what you'll see in the market which are ups and downs because that's the biggest problem the hardest challenge with investments is not selling when the shit starts to drop because you don't want to sell when it's low or not buying when it's already high you need to have faith in the company so you could ride those things out so um, best piece of device I ever got. So like Airbnb, that's something I would invest in because we had spent so much time renting Airbnb, you know, houses and stuff when oh, we were traveling. It was for game the show. changer.
2: Yeah, it was too way too convenient, and I just don't see that that would like once it was opened up, they they wouldn't take that back. No, well, I no. mean look at your, I mean, or at least for my own personal behaviors
3: with like going somewhere and staying. Like I mean, just two decades ago, you always stayed in a hotel where mm-hmm. it's it went from. Always staying in a hotel. To oh, this new company Airbnb to never stay in a hotel to never. Like yep. I mean, it's very very rare that we use a hotel anywhere we go. There's
1: now. a lot of upswing with them too because they haven't really generated a huge profit yet. So they're still on that pro- that's still going through the growth phase. Oh,
3: but- and you still will go find. Fa- I mean, I think that the future of Airbnb looks still different than what it is right now. Which so do I? Is I don't think you'll ever stay at a house in the future that isn't bought and used for Airbnb, Airbnb oh, yeah. only like it's yeah. it'll be 100% utilized like that mm-hmm. versus you still got like a 50/50 shot depending on where you're going right obviously like areas that are traveled a lot to are are starting to evolve into this but i i remember just i mean 6 years we've been doing this together before that Katrina and i were already using this and when we first did it it was you know, nine out of ten houses that we would go to looked like you know they lived there still. Yeah, and then you know in the time, the short period of time that we were all it's using- It's already moved forward. Yeah. it's already progressed. Yeah, I would say more it smart, would, professional. It, I would say it would be the flip, right? Yeah. I, I would say probably seven or ten out of times we go to a house
2: now, it looks like a hotel. It's you know, or somebody staged it completely. Yeah, and I can't like. I, I guarantee with all these other options where you can like rent a parking you can rent a garage space, you can like, they're going to add features like that, uh, you know, as they become public, like it, it just makes perfect sense because yeah. now I can maximize whatever place I have, you know, to, to make money, even when I'm not uh, there. I
1: believe in the concept so much. At one point I was considered considering buying properties to put them on Airbnb to, to, to. You know, uh, profit off of them. Right. Like the concept is not just good for people who are who like to travel. The concept's also amazing for investors. Exactly. Like if you are somebody that wants to you know invest in real estate. Like I, I see so many potentials with this. That's definitely a company. Um, that I believe in so you know it's something I'm going to keep an eye out I do know, you know that, know that a, sure. a
3: lot of uh, owners though d- are not fans of them all the time right like if you think about it, if you buy somewhere that's like you know in Tahoe or a place that you love and then your neighbors are air both your neighbors are Airbnb that's the threat like, South Lake is real
2: restrictive
1: they right? are and yeah. that's the threat the threat is the will be local laws like if you buy something and then you're Airbnb it making money mm-hmm. and then they pass a law that says uh, sorry you can't do that anymore mm-hmm. you know yeah. now you're totally screwed or hotel lobbies start to gain more traction. Oh, and, the, and
3: they already are doing that in places for sure. Yes, so yes, yes, That'll be the biggest challenge with it. But, I mean, I think they'll end up eventually winning, just like Uber. I think it's too yeah. late. I think the cat's out of the bag, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's and definitely too speaking late.
1: Speaking of companies that um, I have a lot of faith in, um, my son is totally into Viore's uh, 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 joggers. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yes, nice. and he's getting compliments on it. So he's did I, did I in up, that age group, you know? Did I uh-huh. bring
3: up on the show that they're uh, uh, moving to Valley Fair?
1: Did I tell you guys? Oh yeah, it? I think you did. Well, you
3: told us. I don't know if it was
2: on the
1: show.
3: Well, but. Felix Gray, I, I brought up. I know for sure. I brought up Felix Gray on the last commercial. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, I brought them up because they're there already. Like I saw them, but Viore is coming. So like, oh, wow. and, yeah. So I think I
2: think uh, what did I see? Spring. I think it's supposed to be here, which is going to be really cool. That's interesting. I wonder, too, because, I mean, they were, you know, like, uh, basically, you buy everything online and all these online uh, retail companies. I see now them seeing opportunity maybe because the the retail's cheaper now. Right. Yeah. Go I in.
3: mean, imagine if you're like a Viore, right, who you started as a, you know, direct-to-consumer business first, and then you started bu- buying these and Like, how pumped are you right now? Well, oh, you're just, yeah. like what you're, a
1: smart transition. Your model yeah, totally. was
3: already set up for- Exactly. Not, you're already succeeding. Yeah, you're already succeeding without even- even having store locations and oh all of a sudden this shit happens where everybody's losing and leaving and so you're
1: and, and you we put see it in
2: strategic areas where you know people can drive to it just to pick product up you know all
1: that kind of that's stuff. that's the sense. model i think that's the model now i yeah. think it really is the model now to do it that way versus the old model which was brick and mortar first and then but talk normal. about
3: hard though i mean oh I, real hard yeah real hard. i mean even viore right like Viore has been one of those brands that, I mean, we've we've now been with them for what, four years or more now? Mm -hmm. We've been with Viore for a long time. And uh, at that time, uh, everybody I knew didn't know who the hell they were. They were Mm -hmm. still small. This is before they were even getting into REIs and places like that. And it is one of those it's one of those articles of clothing that you have to wear first before you fall in. Otherwise just some yeah, random brand that you hear on a podcast mm-hmm. or whatever. So not seeing it in a store, not being able to go try it on or like it's just that's a tough sell to me. Yeah. But I mean it, one of the things that's great is you know
2: you put on a, a pair of them just like well our- oh, they win you over yeah, yeah it is about like the feel and the quality like over everything
1: yeah they're super up and coming when you read the articles about the athleisure wear market uh viore always named as one of them like the like one of the big players or one of the ones that's going to be one of those big players absolutely quake quads maps quads
0: today's quads brought to you by maps anabolic if you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, Matt's Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpromedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking quad. Eagle has landed. Quee qua. First question is from Jameel A144. What would be your go-to quick and dirty full-body warm-up? Oh, that's kind of a cool question. That's
1: actually a great question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what's a good just kind of full-body warm-up? I got one. Uh, Turkish get-up. Do do a couple Turkish... Sure, hits all the... Yeah. Do some rounds of Turkish get-up, and it tends to... not bad. It tends to warm up all the areas that need uh, activation, at least for me, right? So uh, thoracic uh, helps work on my thoracic mobility. There's some rotation involved. My hips warms them up uh, pretty well, so it gets me kind of all the areas that I need to warm up in.
2: Yeah, I like, uh, well, they call it the world's greatest stretch. Right? Oh, so you're going to see what I was going to
3: say,
1: which yeah. is the
2: walking so it's lizard, like an lizard, worm, lizard with rotation, right? You, do, you basically do a lizard with rotation with an inchworm. Yeah. So that it combines both of those, so you you know, you know, get hips open up, you get rotation, you get the, I mean, all the benefits of the posterior chain kind of waking up, like everything. So, yeah. yeah, I'm with you Love on that.
3: It. That's all. I, that, to this day, that's what I still do. Really? Yeah, I almost always do that. That's a, And that's what, one with clients, such a great warm-up. To take them like, especially if you have a if you have a gym or an area where you actually have a little bit of room to do what Justin's saying. Otherwise,
2: you You could do place.
3: Yeah, you could do it in place. Where I'll go ten on one side, then ten on the other side, and and warm them up. Like when I used to run boot camps, this was like a staple warm up. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm with you, Justin. I mean, there's it literally gets everything. It gets every and if you can if you can include it into like an inchworm where you're going across the room. And back, you really get everything. Well,
1: I mean, truth be told, the original quick warm-up was a few sets of whatever exercise you're going to do uh, with lightweight, controlled, and slow form. I mean, that's the old-school Kind of easy way to warm up. So whatever exercise you're doing first. There's still people in the the strength camp that believe that that's the way still. Yeah, because, I mean, look, it's the most specific movement pattern, uh, yeah. at least specific to the exercise. Maybe not 100% ideal to the individual, yeah. depending on the person but it's very it's obviously if I'm warming up with squats, to squat, it's very specific to the movement. I so strongly disagree too, with that. Well, you know why? Because I, you have to have some good body awareness. Like I could get away with it because I know when I'm warming up, for example, barbell squats, I'll just use myself as an example. A Couple of areas that I need warm up are my hips, my ankles, um and my upper back, right? Getting my shoulders to pin back. Mm-hmm. So, but I know this. So the way I would warm up with light weight is I would Focus on my ankle mobility yeah, on the you way down. activate all those areas I would exactly activate my upper back, squeeze the bar back, I'd slow down, I'd pause at the bottom, work on the different areas I need to activate push my knees out because that's what I need to do to activate my you know the side parts of my my abductors I should say um, so requires a little bit more awareness nah, but
3: bro, not a little bit mm, a lot more yeah. awareness. Because I agree with you in that, and there's times don't get, there. I just did it the other day where I was like, ah, no, I'm skipping my little warm up. I'm just gonna get under the bar with real lightweight and do exactly what you said. Um, and you have to when you're when you are trying to connect to areas where you have a poor connection to. While you're also squatting and there are multiple areas Mm -hmm. of your body, Mm -hmm. the level of awareness uh, that you have to have to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a good point. And and even then, like it still isn't as good as me picking each part uh, and individually priming that getting in No,
1: no, it doesn't come close. Because I'm all the exact
3: same areas you are. Hips, ankles, thoracic. Like those are the three areas before squatting. And I've got an exercise or two that I do for all of them and Mm -hmm. prime to prime. And then I get under there. It is night and day difference in comparison to that. Now, does that mean I can't get under the bar and just do some warm warmups? Sure. No, I can. And I believe, I believe there's some people that lift consistently that do have that connection. Yeah. Like you're saying, they can do that, but I still would challenge that person uh, to do those, to go through the the specific priming movements first and then get in yeah. there and tell me you don't yeah, feel it's better.
2: It's really hard to address any compensatory pattern. Like yeah. if, if you're just going through the gross movement of it and, and, Yes, you can try and kind of feel your way into it and like uh, you know, grip the bar a certain way, sh- you know uh, pin your shoulders back and do all these types of things. but it's just you're gonna really like help to isolate that and then bring it in when you prime it properly.
1: Well, I mean, okay, to add to all of that, here's here just in layman's terms. This is why the warm up sets before the exercise isn't always ideal for a lot of people. Whatever your poor movement pattern is with the squat, you'll tend to do that with your warm up too. So, of course. what ends up happening exactly. is you just you warm up wrong. So you're warming up, and yes, you're getting your heart rate up a little bit, and your the muscles are filling up with blood and all that stuff, which is better than nothing. But you're you're just
2: you're reinforcing whatever issue you have.
1: Yeah. So then you go in your exercise, okay. and it's just bad warm up, bad form, is what it leads to. So uh, you know, individualized. Priming is superior. I mean, I'll tell you what, if you have worked out for a long time, if you got a, a program like MAPS Prime, take the compass, do the individualized uh, uh, priming session, and then tell me that that doesn't completely change your workout. Literally, tell me yeah. if it doesn't, because um, it will. It completely will blow your mind. Now, for beginners, it's a, I think it's necessary, but advanced lifters... Give it a shot. Watch what happens. You'll you'll never go back to the old way again. If you haven't
3: gone on my – so on my Instagram, I would, I don't know. I don't post that often anymore. So you could probably go back, I don't know, maybe 20, 20 to 30 posts at, at most, maybe less than that. And I did a video of uh, how, I, how I prime before squatting now, which is kind of a combination of all those exercises. So it is a little advanced, and I think I say that in the video that – you know, once you understand what you're trying to get connected to with your ankles, your hips, and your back, upper back, like your Saint Sal, you've seen me do this before, haven't you? Mm. Where I sit all the way down in a squat yes. position yes. with a, with a band, yes. and I'm close to the bar, so I'm and I, and in that position, like I'm literally the and I talk about this in the video, like I the, my check my checkpoints that I'm going. Oh, first I think of my tucking my chin for my neck because of my forward head. I then I'm I'm pulling the the bands apart, so I'm doing like a reverse fly for the upper back and rear delts. So I pull my shoulders back while I'm sitting all the way in the deepest position I can squat. I'm I'm pushing my knees out while also driving them forward over my toes and connecting like for a combat stretch. So I'm kind of doing all of them all in one move, but I also don't teach that to somebody who I'm trying to make aware of all their imbalances first. Like it's like you, you first do that for the right person. Yeah. You need to first do that. And I, you know, again, challenge anybody, like you said, go through, you know, prime and and find out what yours are. Do that before you, you, especially the big lifts, the squats, the benches, the deadlifting, really priming. Well, before you do that, I, you can't, I, you can't tell me you don't feel, you'll never
0: want to go back. All right. Next question is from Brady Sims three. When should you use and not use a lifting belt?
1: Well, first of all, it's up to you. Uh, So you can use one or not. Not that big of a deal, but I'll put these people in the category of people that probably should use a lifting belt. Uh, Number one, people who compete in strength events that use lifting belts. So Mm -hmm. like if you're a power lifter or a strong man and your event allows you to use a weightlifting belt, power lifters for sure. Uh, They always wear belts um, or or it's allowed in competition. Then you're going to want to wear a belt when you lift because there's a technique and a skill to using a belt. You don't just put one on and then voila, you feel stronger and more stable. There's actually a skill and technique to learning how to use one properly and how to maximize the leverage and the stability that a a belt provides. The other person is the person that likes to have fun with their lifts and wants to learn the difference between lifting with a belt and not with a belt. Most people – probably you probably never need to pick up a belt it probably doesn't really make a big difference i use a belt because years ago i trained with one and i had fun with it until this day i have fun using a belt especially if i'm going really heavy but truth be told um i probably would be better off not using a belt and just getting my core to be really good and stable and strong without a belt because it's a totally different uh muscle recruitment pattern stabilizing without a belt is different than stabilizing with with a belt.
2: Yeah, I would also throw in uh, there if you're in a competitive athletic environment, mainly because a lot of times, like, and this is my experience and a lot of other athletes' experience, when you're working out with a team and you're in the gym and everybody's in there together, it's just like. You're always trying to do more. You're trying to load more. You're trying to uh, really push yourself uh, to 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 the extremes and and almost to the to the point where you come to max load and, and you're doing PRs all the time. So to you know have that as an extra insurance, I could see that being valuable in that environment. Um, but for your average person, uh, for me, I I like I like to go for a long time without it. it and, you know you can experiment, have fun with it and and whatnot, uh, but to, to find out what you can truly stabilize and what you can truly control means that you actually own that weight and that's just something I've always stuck with uh, because my body is gonna give me the indication whether or not like I feel uh, I, I don't feel like I can I can brace uh, that amount of weight uh, properly so that's mm. that's an indication to me that I need to go down a bit in load.
1: Do you guys remember the last time you used a belt? Uh, I use it's a long time. Ago. I use one at least once a week. Oh, okay. You're yeah. that. You're that. Oh, you're more than me. Then I, you know. I, have I fun- thought
3: I thought you were less. Actually, I,
1: I went off for a while, and then I, I mean, I have fun with it. I again, I learned. Remember, you know, the story I talk about it's those powerlifters that taught me how to squat and deadlift. Mm-hmm. They also taught me how to use a belt. And so, since I was 16, I've been using a belt on and off. In fact, uh, I had the old belt I wore when I was 16 up until about six years ago, and I gave it to one of my clients when I stopped uh, personal training. But I, it, to me, it's it, there's a different feel around it, maybe some nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, If I mean, training clients, I had Doug wear one sometimes. I had another guy wear one sometimes, but I never had anybody else wear a belt.
3: Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know you were using it even that much because I know you're, obviously you don't talk about using it that often. I, I would say I was probably, I thought I was using it the most. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't used it in months just because it's where I'm at right now, my lifting. Where I saw the most value is like when I was competing and, you know, I would just, I, I was doing so much volume that my low back a lot of times would be fried and then I'm getting ready to go do some exercise and I just want to take it out of it. I don't mm-hmm. want I don't want my low back to be the first thing to get fatigue and give out. I'd trained myself to use a belt long enough. and so me being able to stabilize and have some external uh, existence with that uh, made it nice when I was lifting. Similar to how I use straps. Straps are the same way too. I just didn't I didn't see a lot of, of value in using them for overall strength and what like what Justin like tends to train for doesn't make sense to me for somebody like that unless you're competing, but when you're sculpting and you're a bodybuilder and you're trying to isolate parts of the body all the time, to me, I understand where someone like that uses tools like that more frequently than the average person. Otherwise, it can end up being a crutch, and the people that tend to gravitate towards using a belt – Think that they, because they have low back issues or problems, that they should use a belt and that's mm-hmm. the safer way to go. When in reality, that person would probably be better off not using a belt. Yeah, that
2: makes a lot of sense, actually, because you, you know, in that. In that frame of thought, there's a lot of uh, benches and positions and things that they specifically use to give you relief from fatigue so you can just isolate the muscles. So to me, that seems like a natural fit. Bodybuilders
1: wear belts differently than powerlifters do too. So powerlifters will put on a belt, heavy lifts. Bodybuilders put on a belt because they think it it shrinks their waist, and so you'll see them wearing a belt to like do all day long. Yes, they're they're hitting arms and they'll wear yeah. a belt. They're yeah, hitting I chest have issues with that, and they wear a belt. Um, but you know, bodybuilding's an aesthetic sport, so right. everything revolves around aesthetic, and especially at that level. It's, look, yeah, here's the deal: if you're the average person and you want to build muscle and you like to follow a bodybuilding routine, that doesn't mean you do the stuff that the advanced bodybuilders do. That's a whole different level, like. Are you going to wear a belt in, to make sure your waist doesn't grow or something? Like, it's not going to help you no. uh, at that level. Now, if you're a three hundred pound bodybuilder, you're on growth hormone and you're on yeah. testosterone. And it's all turned
3: stuff. into an accessory, like a yeah. like a like a clothing accessory. You know, that's yeah. like to
1: you have your name on the back. Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, you just if you walk the into the if you walk into the gym and you've got your you know, belt over your shoulder and your gallon of water. I mean, you just you, yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm announcing I'm a bodybuilder. You know, what I'm saying that's shools. It's be, it's become it's become that. You know, right? So and you
1: and, had your beats around your neck, right? Yeah, yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. And
3: my stringer, right underneath yeah. my my Leggings. super thick yeah. oversized sweater. I mean, yeah, that's you just gotta get a pump first. Yeah, yeah, sweater. no, that's all right. And then scare everybody afterwards. Look at that dude over there, oh right? God. So God. no, no. I mean, there's to me, it's it's a tool, right? I mean, I think you you're alluding to that, Sal. That yes. it's 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 a tool cool and it has value um, but for them for most people you should be training with it as little or as never or, or never like yeah. you, there's no reason for you to do it unless you're sport. It
1: changes recruitment patterns when you wear a belt your core pushes out, out. against the belt yeah. to stabilize when you don't have a belt your core braces mm-hmm. totally different if you get really good with a belt and you all you ever do
0: is wear a belt when you go out to brace your core in the real world you might you find yourself, yourself having problems mm-hmm. exactly. Next question is from CJ Grundy Fitness. What is the most optimal way to rest between sets? Sit and wait, walk around, light stretching, et cetera. Is there a best way? Not scrolling on Instagram. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: I, you know what's crazy though? Uh, so I'm guilty of this. I was just like, mm-hmm. so I, I've i had a, the last like week and a half, two weeks has been pretty good as far as training again for me. And uh, yesterday I was in here training. And I, I, I've had this habit recently because we're here at work and it, we're are so much of our business is on on the phone and online. And, you know, I've catch myself working in between sets, you know, responding to DMs yeah. or emails or whatever, you know, like and it definitely affects my training. Like, it, there's a total difference than when I'm like music, you know, I'm blaring rage against the machine or tool in my ears. My phone's nowhere next to me. And I'm like, resting is resting. It's, it's a like, total different yeah. space. Yeah, I'm lifting. And when I'm lifting, I'm completely focused on the lift. When I'm resting, I'm enjoying every second of the rest because I know I'm about to get after it again. Yeah. And there's a Ooh. total different feel of that workout versus, oh, kind of like, you Know going through the whole, uh, the whole, uh, you know, workout with this, eh, I'll get to my set or let me answer mm-hmm. these questions. Oh, wow, that you know 90 second rest period turned into a four minute rest period. And, uh, so I mean, for me, I, I, and this is, I think this is an individual thing too, by the way, because I think mm-hmm. there's value in, you know, doing some dynamic stuff in between as far as stretching and, and, you know, being connected or whatever you want to do in between, but. Personally, uh, I like to be in a zone where I'm completely focused on what I'm doing and not being distracted. It's totally
1: totally individual. It's rest the way that makes you feel best. Now, I'll tell you how not to rest uh, by doing other exercises, Um, and that sounds funny. But when I would train clients, uh, especially clients that want to lose body fat, they thought rest was a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, oh, can I do something in between? And they don't realize that the rest is part of the workout. That I've the rest... seen
2: trainers throw rubber band exercises in between just to kind of maximize the rest. I'm like, they're,
1: they're not, not resting. I'm glad you brought
3: that, that up
2: because it's actually really common. Yes. Yes. Super common. Yeah, yeah it's
3: you. very common. And part of that is, you know, part of it's the trainer's fault. It's also clients that like demand that, right? Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. They're putting pressure on the trainer to do that.
1: No, yeah. no. If you... The the reason why you rest isn't necessarily because you need the rest. I have to take a break because break I can't breathe. That's part of it. Um, but really, the rest is to allow you to train the right energy systems to elicit the, the right response or the right adaptation. If you're lifting weights, the goal that you have is to speed up the metabolism, build muscle, and build strength. That's what your goal is. Now, if your goal is endurance, totally different. But if your goal is I'm doing this so i can speed up my metabolism i'm sculpting my body i'm building muscle i'm building strength which is what resistance training does best better than anything then you rest in between because it allows your muscles to replenish their atp atp is the muscle energy that you're training that elicits that that, that uh, spurs on the strength and muscle gain if you don't rest it becomes glycolytic you start to end up you end up burning lots of glycogen and then you might as well just be on a treadmill yeah. you're just doing lots of endurance work so the rest part is a is just as important as the exercise part in terms of the the effectiveness of the programming now in my opinion i think you should rest however makes you feel best now sometimes that means you sit down and catch your breath and allow yourself when i you know when i used to work in gyms the way that i used to love to rest is i used to do a set i put my towel on the machine or on the barbell or dumbbell and then i'd walk to the water fountain i never had water with me because this is what i would do i'd walk to the water fountain get some water and walk back and that was always the perfect yeah. amount of rest for me these days um i'm in my garage and i sit on my bench and i'm now i'm opposite from you adam with what you said in between uh, rest periods, I don't go on social media necessarily, but I like to write. So I like to write notes, and what I'm, what I'm, uh, because when I'm working out, my mind is typically on fire, and so I'll write stuff that I'm gonna talk about on the podcast, or ideas that I have. And then uh, I have a timer go off. I can see that it's been a minute and a half. Then I go back to my workout, and it's the same zone for me. It's not a different uh, space or headspace if going on your phone takes you out of that, like if you're working out and it's fun and then you're stressed out because you're on your phone and back and forth, probably not. I've had to
2: check myself on that quite a few times because I have been pulled into, uh, you know, social media and just like kind of meddling on my phone. And it does get me distracted in my mind in a different place where it's like, if I am focused and I'm just truly resting and I'm just trying to now, uh, you know, bring my heart rate down and just listen to my body and, Um, you know, really like for me back in the day when I would train at my best, I was walking and I was really slowly kind of breathing and getting myself recouped and then focusing. Then I would take towards the end of the rest. I'm starting to now visualize that next set that I'm about to perform and, I mean, it's no different than uh, being out of, of of a game competing, you know, and I get that one minute to, like, kind of watch the game, and I'm going to go right back in, and I'm really focused, and I'm ready to attack. I also
3: have another example of uh, what I might do different, like in between sets where um – if I'm really focused, like in squat, this is very common for me with squats, right? I'm still trying to improve my squat, right? I'm still in search of having this this perfect, beautiful squat, and I'm, I'm still not there, right? Um, some days I'll come in, and, and that is the focus, right? It's just movement focused. I want to I keep getting better better at the movement. And so in between uh, sets, sometimes it's more priming. Right? So like, uh, you know, Sal, you talked about earlier about like the th- the areas, your ankles and your hips and then your upper back that you need to prime for squats. Yeah, this is good. I, I may yeah. I may do all my priming then get into my squats, but f- still feel myself letting the shoulders collapse forward a little bit. And so then between sets, I might be still doing band pull-aparts or doing some sort of a row to really, really pump. But
1: it's not a workout. In- no, before. no, yeah. it's
3: not. I'm lightweight or bands. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, and it's not about reps. It's more about being connected to that area. And so- you know, if that day I'm really focused on improving form, especially like I said, if it's a squat day or that's what I'm doing, you might catch me doing things like that in between uh, the movement to improve the movement. So I see value in that if that's what you're focused And then I also see tons of value in not doing anything and being very focused on the workout when you're trying to get after I think it really depends on the mindset you're coming into the workout with.
0: Next question is from Cha Cha Joseph. Did you guys have a niche when you were personal trainers or did you just train anyone and everybody? So this, so this, makes, this reminds me of a pet peeve I used to have mm. with new trainers. New
1: trainers coming into the gym, they want to work for me or whatever, and they'd say things like, I want to work with uh, athletes or my niche is like <laughs> yeah. you're a new trainer okay single moms only yeah When I, <laughs> <laughs> okay creep well, yeah. <laughs> when saying. i when i was a new trainer okay my niche was people who wanted personal training that was it i didn't yeah. care who you were yeah i didn't care what your goal was i'm a new trainer i'm trying to build my business i didn't start focusing on a niche until i became much more experienced until uh, i started to have more value in the market in the sense that i used to get a lot of referrals. Then I then when I got to the point where I could say no to people and I had a uh, this reputation, that's when I started to have my niche. And the people I enjoyed training the most, really, I love training everyday people. Always, uh, athletes were cool, but I like everyday people. I loved training people in advanced age. That was probably my favorite. And selfishly, it's because in between sets, uh, the conversations I would have with these people who were in their. 60s, 70s, and 80s was just phenomenal. There's so mm. much wisdom. I, think I also you, like to see them progress and their mm. lifestyles change. That was really awesome. But in the beginning, I don't have a niche. I, like,
3: I, I don't think, I think you should change the way you're saying that, too. I think it's less of that you, you liked it, more of it that you were good at it. And I think that's. I think that's how you find your niche. Like, I mean, yeah. you, I would you work
2: your way towards your niche,
3: right? And and I I think it's not. I think it's something that subconsciously kind of happens, right? Like, that's I, a good point. I, I I would like to have thought that my niche was going to be sports, you know, because I like sports. I like training for sports myself. I liked athletes. I followed all that stuff, and so I thought I would be great with them. I, I wasn't great with athletes. That that wasn't my. I I, I or else I would have had a ton of them, right? I ended up being like really good with like this middle-aged uh, you know ceo like high performer type high a. high stress type a personality um, I didn't go into it thinking that. What ended up happening was I hit it out the park with a few of those clients. And then those ones start referring other mm-hmm. friends like them. Before you knew it, all of a sudden I had my my schedule filled with a majority of that client.
1: That's a great point. It's, well, like, you're, it's like you don't find your niche, your niche ends up finding you. That's the thing. And it, yeah, I mean,
2: very similar to that uh, demographic was it, it was the best client that was the most consistent that paid me the most and I could actually make a business around it. So it actually shifted my, focus. Cause I was that guy that wanted the athletic, you know, the athletic training only. And that would be like awesome. in my dream to have like a facility where I just train these crazy athletes and pro athletes and all this kind of stuff, which was great. But also like what was, I was attracting and what was available, uh, was this like really type a, like I, I want the most effective, efficient, uh, type of a workout and, and, and schedule as possible. And I need you to be able to help me with this. Uh, and here's what I have. And they were like the best for me. So I just went more in that direction. Eventually, it was just like, that's right there for me. And, you know, I have to put my own interests sort of over here to, to understand that this is really what's available.
1: Yeah, I you know, it's funny, because I'd say the a lot of trainers when they become trainers, the niche that I think is popular with trainers is Athletes, because mm-hmm. they they themselves are probably athletes or fitness fanatics or and booty models. Yeah, and they're thinking I'm gonna be, I'm gonna become a trainer and I'm gonna train athletes. Probably the hardest niche I can think of because if you're training young athletes, they don't have money, and if you're training uh, high level athletes, they usually don't pay for training. Like if yeah. you're if you're yeah, a pro yeah, yeah. athlete. They have trainers knocking down the door to train them oh, for I got free. Stories, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Some douchebag uh, uh, pro players that uh, there are a lot of them, out on on their payments. Oh yeah, a lot of them are like that
3: because
1: they yeah, get so
2: much stuff, for,
3: so much stuff for free. They they think because they have this big name that that's a great opportunity for you to get your name out there. So train me for free. So yeah, no, I'm with you guys. I mean, I, and for sure, you, Justin, like that. I thought that that was my dream. If you asked me at you know 1920 when I was first getting into it, like. Uh, one day I want to be the you know the trainer for the Giants, you know like I, <laughs> yeah totally yeah you wanted to be a trainer for a pro sports team and uh, again like you Sal I, I took anybody and everybody you know when you're trying to build your business and you're starving and you're trying to pay the bills uh, you obviously ha- should take everybody you possibly can whenever you can and then. Over time, you refine your schedule, and you then again your niche finds you. It really did. I had I had no clue it was going to be that. Nor did I want that. I didn't think I didn't go like, oh, this. Yeah, I really like training these people. It's I I did well with them. You know, they maybe because I connected and I related to them really well, or I had a lot of the right answers for those types of people, mm-hmm. and they began to refer more and more clients. And before you knew it, this became. You know, my niche, but I don't think you should start as a trainer trying to find like what my niche is going to no, be. No,
1: if you're trying to build your business, especially if you're a younger trainer and you don't have a whole bunch of other responsibilities, um, you train anybody and everybody and uh, to build your business. I mean, when I first started, you know, of course, I was a kid. But I remember, you know, I worked in gyms that were open 24 fitness, so I was open 24 hours, and I it used to it used to trip me out that there were, uh, you know, I'd go to the fitness manager. I remember at the time, and I'd say, "Does anybody need a trainer?" And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, there's these three people." One of them wants to train at 10 o'clock at night. This one wants to work out at 4 a.m. And this one wants to work out at 5 a.m. I took them all. And no trainer wanted to train them. (laughs) And I I remember thinking how crazy that was. Like, all these trainers over here talking about building their business, there's three clients they don't want to take because they don't like the time. Like, I'll take those clients. And I just trained everybody, everybody I possibly could. Look, Mind Pump is recorded on video as well as audio, so you can find us on YouTube. Mind Pump Podcast. You can also find all of us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and now also on Parlor. Uh, we're under the names Mind Pump Justin for Justin, Mind Pump Sal for Sal, Mind Pump Adam for Adam, and Doug is under Mind
0: Pump Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.